0: Dare to be bold is brought to you by Jay Forks Designs Lifestyle Accessory Brand. Here at Jay Forks Designs, Dare to be bold is more than our motto, it's our way of life. I'm the host, Casey Forks. Today, we sat down with Clint Orms, the extremely talented leader behind Clint Orms Engravers. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode of Dare to Be Bold by J. Forks Designs. My name is Casey. I'm here today in Ingram, Texas with Clint Orms, Engraver and Silversmith. Is that a correct title for you, Clint? That's perfect. That All right, thank you so much for letting us come in and visit with you today. Um, We really appreciate it. This workshop is amazing. Um, I know you guys can't see as much as we can view here, but it's fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do here?
1: Uh, uh, We will make anything out of gold or silver here and leather, but uh, what we're really known for are our belts and buckles. I always wanted to have a shop that anyone could walk in and say could you make this for me and uh, challenge us and and give us a chance to make something and be able to do that so we can do a lot of different things.
0: You have so much in here too that people can come in and look at and choose from so I think that offers a lot or someone who just happens to walk in. But how many people, how many employees do you have working here with you? 14. Okay, and are they, do they all kind of specialize in one thing or another, or is it, everybody kind of a jack of all trades?
1: Yeah. Well, um, we do have, you know, a lot of our guys can move from from position to position, which is really good when we try to cross train. Mostly, they work on one area all day. Okay. And that's like, uh, like One silversmith, he will make the whole piece. So there's a lot of different things he gets to do to make the piece. He doesn't just sit there and saw all day, you know. So he gets to create a whole uh, item.
0: How long does that typically take, kind of start to finish, um, just even the origination of the design till the entire thing is completed?
1: Yeah, you know, one piece would probably average around 12 hours. But we have pieces that you know maybe will just only take a couple hours, and some of the pieces will take you know as, as many as uh, like a thousand hours. Oh wow! And we take a lot. You know, like it'll you know, just take a long time.
0: Okay. Um, I noticed too. I was looking around, really enjoying looking at all of the uh, photographs and magazine covers and articles that you have in here. You have have really been able to work with some great
1: folks. It looks like it's real rewarding. You know. Um, I said that uh, when I started my company, I really wanted to make products for people who could, you know, buy anything mm-hmm. in the world they wanted. But they bought our pieces because they felt the value and the passion in the piece. And so, um, you know, for the pieces that take a couple hours to make, we still try to put the same value and the same passion into it. Too, you know, so. But um, you know, with the people that buy it, it's really exciting. You know, I, I get, I, I love seeing a local come in and say i've been saving my money to Mm. buy this and you know and and i don't know i got a kick out of all of our customers yeah i'm sure yeah or get a real charge out of yeah
0: um you were telling us a story too about a gentleman who ordered a belt buckle from you can you kind of relay that story Uh,
1: (laughs) you know um i will say it's been really great like when i started my company i wanted my buckles to go out of texas (laughs) Because I really wanted to spread what Texas is as part of what Texas is about, you know. Right. So um, I really love taking my buckles to the East Coast and the West Coast and and to different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So in Red Bank, New Jersey, there's a, a theater there. It's called um, the Count Basie Theater, mm-hmm. and they went through a, like a 300 million dollar renovation and turned the museum around and just made it beautiful, and um, one of my uh, good customers there is, is Buddy Carter, and Buddy um, bought buckles for uh, some of the guys that were major con- uh, contributors to the museum, and then Bruce Springsteen, he did a um, mm. a concert to raise money for the uh, renovation, too, and so Bruce got one of the buckles. Oh, wow. There was a lot of people got buckles and one of them was the executive director Mm -hmm. and he hes an amazing guy he's just really super accomplished in music and uh his name is richard and i'd met richard a couple of times and he was talked about you know how he loved the buckles and when they bought one for him he was just on top of the world Uh and um so he called me up one time and he said uh you know clint i was just in the houston airport." And he goes as I was walking through the, I got off the plane. I was walking through the airport because people kept staring at me and looking at my waist and just <laughs> looking at me. And I thought, you know, what, what's going wrong? And he, he said he turned around to the wall and zipped his zipper up and everything was okay there. And then uh, he kept walking and people kept kept staring, you know, uh-huh. staring at him. And uh, then he thought, well, maybe I have toilet paper on my shoes or something. <laughs> looked down it, it was fine. And then uh, he finally realized that people were staring at his buckle. And he said, I realized that it was all all okay because they just had buckle envy. That's so funny. (laughs) I love it. It's a great story. Yeah, it's really great to see these guys that, you know, um, really learn to to accessorize their wardrobe with a buckle.
0: What would you say have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to deal with sort of creating this business? And, and you know, because you really have made such a name for yourself in this industry. Um, what, what are some challenges that you've faced?
1: Uh, being patient. Okay. You know, because you kind of want to do everything as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You want to get, you know, you want to uh, reach all the customers you want to reach. Mm-hmm. You want to make the products to the level that you want to make. And just being able to you know sometimes crawl when you really want to run right and, you know just be patient and that, that's probably the hardest thing I, i've ever faced to, to do is to you know, learn how to just to be patient you know i moved straight to california out of high school and that, that was back before the internet and i right. I, I had one uh, phone call interview with a company i went to work for and so uh, they said they would hire me and tell me to come to work we didn't discuss salary we didn't discuss hours anything i just you know, packed up my little car and, yeah. and moved to California from Texas, and then so um, the second day after I got there, I went out to start looking for apartments, and um, I discovered that there were two price ranges of apartments. And <laughs> one was one was really expensive, and one was not so expensive. But the ones that were not expensive all had missing tires on their cars outside. You know, where someone jacked it right. up <laughs> the night before, and they were gone. So. I figured out I couldn't afford to live there because I couldn't afford to keep buying tires <laughs> and wheels. So I, uh, I went and uh, lied about my age at the other one because you had to be 21 uh-huh. to move in there. And luckily, I had an a ID that said I was 21, and I, um, I, I got an apartment there. and so Where the
0: cost uh, of living ended up being less than what it would have been in the other place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the cost of the apartment was $350 a month, and that was not 1977. And um, I mentioned that I didn't know really how much I was going to make when I moved uh-huh. there. Well, they informed me when I was um, I moved in that I'd make minimum wage. And that was $2.50 an hour. So that was $100 oh, no. a week. <laughs> and uh, so needless to say, I really struggled there to um, make my ends meet at first because I only had like $50 extra yeah. a month. It turned out a good thing that I was in my apartment at the time because they had a jacuzzi there and and when you learn how to engrave you slip a lot and mm-hmm. you st- well, what you do is you actually stab your hands okay and all these little dots here are where i stab my hand and it's silver inside of it oh so uh every night at least i got to go home and stick my hand in the jacuzzi <laughs> otherwise i really couldn't have gone to work the next day you when you stab your hand your hand gets really really super sore oh wow and uh so i stab myself every day for uh, at least a month if I hadn't been, wow. you know, if I hadn't been so far away from home and I hadn't spent so much money on a deposit and first month's rent, last month's rent, all that stuff, I would have just backed up and left. You know, it was really, really hard to learn how to do this. And I knew it was going to be hard, but I had no idea it was going to be that hard.
0: So what made you, I mean, you said, you know, just kind of putting that money forward, but what else? Mm-hmm. There had to be some other driving force that just really kept you there and, and wanted you, you that you felt you wanted to continue with this.
1: Well, part of it was definitely making money. <laughs> you know, I mean, my parents were very great, great, great parents. But, you know, they were, um, they depended it on me to, you know, to carry on. Mm-hmm. They, I, they were not going to send me money every month right. to make everything make. The ends meet and, I, and I'm really thankful that it was that way with me because um, like I said I would have quit and maybe tried something else and tried something else and I was forced to uh, keep going but I really had a, a passion to do this right. you know I got to see the, the what it meant for someone to wear a belt buckle and I saw that oh great, great Cowboys and Texas win buckles mm-hmm. and you know they had unbelievable pride in those buckles and it was something they got to put on every day, and they loved it. Right.
0: It's a. It becomes a part of who a person is. Like really, just an essential part of their being.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really a, a great experience to see these guys uh, win the buckles, and then also I had the experience of one of my best friends, his grandfather, giving him his buckle, mm. and um, so he. You know, that was such a great sense of pride for him. And, you know, when he picked it up and put it on every day, he was building those memories of what his grandfather had. Right. So I really had a a desire to be able to, you know, have a company like that someday.
0: What advice would you give to people who are looking to sort of create their own identity, their own business, their own, Mm -hmm. um, you know and in so doing whether it's creating something or it's entirely different but what advice would you give to them even when things look bleak or times are tough what what would you say to them
1: well first of all write it down write down what you want you know because I have this set of notes I can always look back to and then which will remind me of really what I want Mm -hmm. and then um, and just don't give up you know just really keep keep going after it just don't think about what it takes to do it. Just do it.
0: Just and day by day. I think too. I think mm-hmm. sometimes you can get bogged down with the big picture of everything that has to be done. But maybe if you just take it one step at a time, you know, and and reach those milestones gradually, you know, and, and like you said, you kind of have to be patient too.
1: I get overwhelmed in in our job back here every you know, sometimes because we will take on some unusual jobs, mm-hmm. not knowing exactly how we're going to do. And there's some jobs where um, it, it's just hard. of all of our jobs are really extremely hard. They're not just a cookie cutter, put A on mm-hmm. B and make C. You know, it's, it really is a, It's hard to make things work.
0: Which, and I think that the reward from that challenge, again, is probably just so incredibly fulfilling for you once you create that piece.
1: I was just going to say that, you know, when you guys walked in and I was carving those cactus mm-hmm. on that, that piece, I mean, we sit down and we carve each little angle on those cactus and um it's kind of the only way you can get that really great look is just sit there and keep working it and working and working it and pretty soon you end up with a, a really great piece yeah but an amazing piece there's you know, sometimes just doing things the hard way really pays off
0: and let me ask you this because i am not familiar with what it takes to be a silversmith or engrave um are there when you are engraving a piece of silver um if something maybe doesn't look exactly how you intended it originally. Is there a way to sort of correct that? Or, or do you just kind of continue moving forward with the design and work around it? What, How does that kind of
1: all work? Well, you do make mistakes when you're working on pieces. And then we, you know, in 25 years, we have hardly ever just try something. Mm-hmm. A couple of times we've really burned something up and it, you have to try it. But if you're engraving on a piece or you're uh, soldering on it, and you get soldered. And you can usually take that off, okay. or you can just put another piece on top of it, and you know make it even better than what you plan to do. And that's the trick, I think. And anything that you're going to do is, that when you're, um, you know, if, if you try to do things well enough, you're going to create mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just going to have to try to um, do things you've never done. So when, when we do things we've never done before, we do make mistakes. But then at the same time you do, you just look at it and think, how can I make it better?
0: Yeah, and I think that you're touching on a point, especially for people in a creative industry, um, you really kind of have to put yourself out there and, and take those risks and then reap the rewards then that come with it. And, and I think in making mistakes, you, you learn from that and then you continue on. Would you agree with that? Is that? Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, if you hear really successful people They're motivational type speakers. They'll always tell you, you know, it took me a hundred times to do this wrong, and I finally got it right. Right. You know, and so I mean, it's that way than anything. To keep looking for the 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 goodness in it and try to make it right.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And and face those challenges. Do you feel like you're getting better, progressively still, all the time? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Our shop is is getting better every day. Yeah. And and it's. uh, it's, it's great to see. You know, uh, our team is, is
0: brilliant. Yeah. Which has got to be its own reward for you. I mean, just oh, yeah. seeing yes. what you are accomplishing and having this team of people that you are able to work with and, and creating these things, I imagine is just an amazing sense of accomplishment for you. It is. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years?
1: Oh, you know what? Just... Um, just constantly getting better and, and making our products better. I think that, you know, notoriety is coming, kind of it's on its own. Mm-hmm. So our, our name is getting spread right. uh, really well. And I'm really happy with that. So, we're, you know, we're uh, being able to reach more people and as so we, we can do that, maybe we can grow our business a little bit more. And um, our customers are doing it for us, you know, they're referring us to other people and we have the best customers in the world and I hope that they can say the same thing about us, but you know, they really definitely take care of us and you know, my main goal is to take care of them.
0: And I think that speaks volumes because when you have customers who are happy, you know, they are going to be the best advertisement that you have because they want to tell people about what a great experience they've had with you.
1: (laughs) One time i was in california and uh, doing a trunk show in sonoma california and uh, i got a call from a, a gentleman that was doing a photo shoot and um he said hey Clint, i'm doing a photo shoot could uh and i'm in l.a how could i meet up with you so the next morning i was supposed to be in l.a flying through and i said i'm going to be in l.a at eight o'clock and um i don't leave until ten thirty. i could meet you at eight you know 8 and he said okay i'll, I'll meet you there and so I didn't know who he was or what he was doing mm-hmm. or anything. So I, I uh, got there, and um, I had buckles with me, and I just pulled them out, and I started showing them to him. He picked out some, and I said, you know, what, what, do you mind telling me what this is for? He goes, oh, yeah, we're doing a uh, photo shoot for Cowboys and Indians. It's for um, Matt Damon and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, wow. And he goes, they want Billy Bob to wear this buckle for... The cover of it, and he said he's not going to wear anybody's but Clint's buckles, and uh, so, what a great story. <laughs> so you know it was really cool because I, uh, you know, I knew Billy Bob was buying our buckles. I never met him or anything, and I still have not But for him to stand up and tell him that he was going to wear that buckle, I only wear Clint buckles. I thought that was really That's
0: fantastic. Cool yeah. And I actually saw that. That's over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that magazine one. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right. So somebody who's listening to this or watching this right now, um, and they are interested in finding out more about you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: You know, I uh, just, you can go on our website and find all the information there. Okay. And it's just ClintOrms.com. We have a, a Instagram page. Okay. It's Clint Orms Buckles, and we have a Facebook page, too. Great. So, I mean, if you want to follow us on those things, you can kind of see some of the latest things we've made.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much, Clint. I really appreciate you meeting with us today. You're
1: very welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. That was Clint Orms from Clint Orms Engravers and Silversmiths. Our next podcast will be available on August 9th, and we are sitting down with Aaron and Brian, two incredible young men that went through Warrior's Heart and are now chasing their dreams sober. Dare to be Bold is a branded podcast from Jay Forks Designs. This episode was produced by me, Casey Forks, Jenny Forks, and Courtney Cobb. Courtney Cobb mixed this episode. You can find Dare to be Bold on SoundCloud and iTunes or watch on YouTube. Do us a favor and help spread the news about our show. You can also find us at jforksdesigns.com. I'm Casey Forks. Thanks for listening.